Attention! This makes absolutely no sense. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Sanders Facts. Yep, 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 yep. What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to the latest edition of the Xander's Facts Podcast. I am the aforementioned Xander. Episode 14. It's a big one. Oh, yes. We're going to get into it all this week. We got news, sports. I don't even know. All crazy stuff. But if you want to support the most factual podcast on the planet, the Xander's Facts Podcast, then go on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and follow and like and comment. I don't know how those work. And remember to follow. It's not subscribe anymore, people. It's follow. Follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever. Download each episode. Rate. Five-star rating, please. And review. Nice reviews only. I don't like... They make me sad if you give me a mean review. So don't make me sad. (laughs) Episode 14 of the Xander's Facts Podcast. Recording this Tuesday, May 4th. May the 4th be with you. <laughs> yes. But this podcast is coming out on a very special day. You all know what day it is. Wednesday, May 5th. Cinco de Mayo. Gonna have to get the taco bowls out. <laughs> Only if you're on Trump's plane. All right. But I said we got a big episode this week. And we do. We're going to talk about it all. Kind of a recap episode. We've got football, basketball, Everyone's favorite, hockey! Huh. Yes. And politics that we didn't get to last week. We haven't talked about that in a while. So we're going to start all about that. But let's talk about what happened last week. Last week on this podcast, I gave you the exclusive reveal of the Xander's Facts Mock draft for the NFL draft first round. We only did the first round. There's seven rounds. We only did the first one. And I said, I'm going to beat Mel Kuyper. Well, I didn't know. I said I'd go up against him. He doesn't even know. And so I calculated or saw how many picks I got correct and how many he did. So without further ado, the results... I did pretty well. Well, I don't know. So, Mel Kuyper Jr., in his final mock draft that came out just hours, minutes, days before the draft started, he got five picks correct. Only five. I know. Only five. The expert. And Xander got... Drum roll, please. Here it comes. Seven. Wow. wins. Seven picks. Yes, I did. And, okay, don't mean to brag, but remember I made a couple trades in there, and I said the Giants were at 11, and the Bears were at 20, but the Bears need a quarterback, so the Bears are going to draft up, trade up. And guess what happened? The Bears traded up with the Giants to 11. Okay, well, they got uh, Justin Fields. I thought they'd get Trey Lance. Uh, Trey Lance went third. I said Justin Fields would, so I kind of missed that up. But I got that. Tra- Let me tell you something. I was on 
fire. Seven picks out of 32? Whoa. That's a, that, I don't even know that percentage. That's amazing. I did, wow. That was the NFL. That was Thursday. Washington got a linebacker. I don't know. Okay. That wasn't even the biggest news of the day, though, the NFL draft, back on Thursday. Because I don't know if you all have heard, but a certain quarterback is apparently disgruntled with his franchise. A very good quarterback, let's say. His name, if you don't know, is Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yes. Aaron Rodgers, There's so Adam Schefter, ESPN, reported hours before the draft on Thursday that Rodgers is unhappy and does not want to play another snap for the Green Bay Packers. I mean... What do you say? Bombshell! That's crazy. So the report said Rodgers believes the organization has not surrounded him with enough talent. I mean, yeah, their first-round pick was a defense player. Uh, Okay. And he was just extremely extremely disgruntled that the Packers traded up in last year's first round to get quarterback Jordan Love. They drafted his replacement, and he doesn't like that because he is in the middle of his prime. He has got the way he's playing, the way Tom Brady is, he's got several more years of greatness left, Aaron Rodgers, probably. So, well, so... I was thinking, well, okay, so Rodgers has another year on his contract before he can opt out and become a free agent. So he'd have to get traded unless they released him. Like, no, he won't. Or he retired, which I heard about that. And I, that doesn't make any, uh, because then he couldn't play next, I don't know. That just doesn't, okay, these don't compute. Trading players do. We talked about Deshaun Watson last week. Oh my gosh. I don't even know. We're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers. So, ESPN put out an article this morning. The guy, Bill Barnwell. So, he put out an article that listed seven possible trades from seven different teams. And he ranked them by which ones he thinks Green Bay would like the most. Like, would be, oh, you know. So, I think this is behind a paywall, too. Oh, yeah, exclusive. Here you go, Xander's Facts. All right, so, seven teams, five from the AFC, two from the NFC. There's the thing. The Packers are probably not going to try to trade him to the NFC, like the Texans were talking about not trading Watson to the another AFC team because the Packers are in the NFC and they wouldn't want to face him. I don't know, because they already play. They, that's the whole thing. I don't care. So, seven teams, seven most likely landing spots for Aaron Rodgers, based on trades. This is in order of most appealing. So, the least appealing ones I'm going to start with. So, number seven. Oh, everyone's favorite, the Titans. Tennessee! Okay, here's what they said this trade would be. So, the Titans would get Rodgers and a fourth-round pick in 2023. Wow, that's two years away. And the Packers would get Ryan Tannehill, the Titans quarterback, a 2022 first-round pick, and a 2023 first-round pick. Now, let me. we talked about, I said last week when we were doing the draft, the Titans lost a bunch of receivers last year. Rodgers is not going to want to go to Tennessee because, let me tell you something, they 
Ugh, he wouldn't have anyone to pass to. <laughs> That's not nice. And they drafted a quarterback. They Caleb Farley, the Hokie. They drafted him in the first round. Which, I mean, okay. Number six. The Raiders. Ooh, from Las Vegas. Okay, so Raiders would get Rodgers and a fourth round pick in 23. Same thing. And the Packers would get, holy cow, Derek Carr, their quarterback, a first round pick in 2022 and 2023, and a second round pick in 2022. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> John Gruden, they've got some receivers. They've got Darren Waller, Henry Ruggs, John Brown. And yeah, he might like that. I don't know. Likes the desert. Number five. Whoa. Oh, this is interesting. Okay. So the Browns of Cleveland. How about this? Okay. The Browns would get Rodgers and cornerback Josh Jackson, who's on the Packers, apparently. And the Packers would get first-round picks in 2022 and 2023. They'd get Baker Mayfield, the quarterback of Cleveland. I don't know. Baker did really well last year. I don't know about this one. And David Njoku, who is the Browns' tight end. He'd go to Green Bay. Hmm. I don't know. Stefanski. Kevin Stefanski. I don't know. I don't know about that one because last year was Kevin Stefanski's first year as the Browns head coach, and Baker Mayfield played the best he has ever played in the National Football League. So he took a big leap. So I, I, I don't know about that one. That's okay. No, right. no, not. No. Number four. Whoa. And this one. Rodgers would go to the New York Giants. Whoa, the New York Giants. The Packers would get a first-round pick in 2022. Another first-round pick in 2022 from the Bears. Oh, because the Bears traded up, so they the Giants got their first-round pick next year, so they'd give it to the— Okay. And then they'd get a first-round pick in 2023, and they'd get Darius Slayton. Hmm. It doesn't make any sense. So, they wouldn't trade Daniel Jones in that one. I don't know. No. That's the... Could you imagine? Oh my gosh. As a Washington fan, that'd be awful. <laughs> the Giants got him. Oh no. Alright. Number three. We're starting to get into the teams that are like... Mm, pushing for him. Oh, wow. Three-way trade. Alright, hold on y'all. Three-way trade. Hold on. The Dolphins would get... Aaron Rodgers, and a 2023 fourth-round pick from the Packers. The Steelers would get to a tug of Iloa. How did the Steelers get in here? I don't know. <laughs> the Steelers got in here somehow. But the Dolphins would trade to the Packers, and the Steelers, I guess, would trade too. A 2022 first-round pick, that is the 49ers, because the 49ers and Dolphins traded picks earlier this year. A 2023 first-round pick, which they could choose would be either the Dolphins or the 49ers, whichever one's better. A 2023 fifth-round pick from the Dolphins. And the Steelers' first-round pick next year, 2022. Mm. That gets complicated. Bill Barnwell knows what he's talking about. Uh, The Dolphins, the thing is, if they believe Tua is the guy, and they just got him another weapon, Jalen Waddell, in the first round, so uh, I think they do think it's the guy. I don't think they do, though. They might. I don't know. Because they were in the Deshaun Watson conversation. Get that out 
out of here. Number two, everyone ready? Washington football team. Oh yes. I this this is one's gonna happen. How about this? Oh wow, we could do this. The Washington football team would get Aaron Rodgers. How about that? How about that? The Packers would get. Ryan Fitzpatrick Fitzmagic. He's the quarterback this year for Washington. Oh, please. Because they didn't draft one. Matt Ioannidis, who was a defensive tackle. He's pretty good. A first-round pick in 2022 and 2023. And a second-round pick in 2022 and 2023. Oh, wow. Yikes! If I'm Washington, I do that. I do that! Ah, well... Aaron Rodgers. Seriously? I mean, I know that's that's your first two rounds in the next two drafts. Whoa. But here's the thing. Aaron Rodgers is 37, but Tom Brady's 43, and he's still playing. He just won a Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers has only won one Super Bowl because of lack of talent around him. Okay? So... I like that one. If I, because I want Aaron Rodgers. If I'm Washington, I do that right now. Rod Rivera, Riverboat. Do it. Terrible. That's, okay. Number one. That should have been number one. Oh, the Packers would take this one, though. Number one is the Denver Broncos. Oh, okay. So the Broncos would get Rodgers. They'd get cornerback Eric Stokes, who's on the Packers. And the Packers would get Drew Locke, the quarterback. Here's the thing about Drew Locke. I, ten, so Denver has Teddy Bridgewater. So, I don't know. But I don't know if they like Drew Locke. Spitting out the dimes and rhymes. Not the dimes. They would get Patrick Sertan, the cornerback who the Broncos drafted at 9 in the draft this year. They would get Tim Patrick, who's a wide receiver. They would get a 2022 first-round pick. They'd get a 2023 first-round pick. Oh, so if Green Bay was offered both of those, Denver's and Washington's, this is like, because Ryan Fitzpatrick's a better quarterback than Drew Locke. I think we can all agree on that. But would the Packers rather have players now, or would they rather have picks? Because those are four picks. So they get those first-round picks, but they get second-round picks, too, from Washington. So, uh, I mean, he's going to go to Washington. Slow down, buddy. <laughs> oh, yes. Wouldn't that be amazing? He won't. That's going to be... He'll break my heart. Brian Fitzpatrick. They have a great team. They have so much around him. Ugh, okay. That's, that's the NFL. That made me a little... Aaron Rodgers. Talk about this, because Aaron Rodgers is going to Washington. Okay. So, let's go to some other sports here. Basketball. Okay. So, we're in May. And usually when we're in May, we're in the playoffs for the NBA and the NHL. But this year we're not because they started later. So, we're still in the regular seasons. But we've only got a couple weeks left. So, Tuesday, May 4th. Wednesday, May 5th. So, the NBA's regular season ends on the 16th. That's a Sunday in May. And their brand new play-in tournament begins on Tuesday the 18th. Oh, yes. All right. 
I was confused. I don't know about you all, but I was confused on how the play-in tournament works. So I'm going to break that down here for you. So the play-in tournament is this brand new thing the NBA just came up with recently. I think they were going to try to do it last year, but COVID. So they didn't. They kind of did it last year in the bubble, but this year it's crazy. What is the play-in tournament? So the 7 through 10 seeds in each conference, the Eastern and the Western Conference, would play in this little tournament to decide which two teams get to be in the playoffs. And it's been, okay, so we're down in the final two weeks of the regular season. And usually by this time, we're start to, we're seeing a lot more resting of star players. We're seeing teams that, you know, at the 10 seed, 11 seed, they don't really have a shot. They're just, you know, tanking. They don't care. But now, this year, I, you know, it's incredible because these teams are going at it. The 10 seeds, the 11 seeds. I just watched last night on Monday the Warriors and the Pelicans, and they were going at it. Well, the Warriors won. But it was a good game. It was a hard-fought game. And so these teams, even the top teams that are fighting for playoff spots, because no one knows. And this is, you know, never done this before, so it's all wacky. So here's how it works. So the 7 through 10 seeds from each conference. In the first round, kind of, there's two rounds. So in this little first round, I don't think they're calling it that, there's two games. The 7 seed plays the 8 seed. And then in the other game, the 9 seed plays the 10 seed. And the winner of the 7-8 seed game gets into the playoffs. They get the 7 seed in their conference. And the loser of that game plays the winner of the 9-10 seed game in the second round. So the second round only has one game, so it's kind of, you know. And the loser of the 9-10 seeded game goes home. They get into the lottery. And so the second game features the loser of the 7-8 seed game and the winner of the 9-10 seed game. So the 7-8 seeds have an advantage because they are ranked higher, and usually they get into the playoffs anyway. The winner of that second round game gets the eight seed in the playoffs. They get in, and the loser goes home and enters the lottery. So it's only, you know, there's not these best of three or seven game series. It's one game. Quick facts! Yeah, right now, let's take a look at the standings. It is in the East. Boston and Charlotte are the seven, eight seeds. So if Boston won that game, they would go to the playoffs. The Pacers and the Wizards are the 9-10 seed. If the Wizards beat the Pacers, they move on. If the Pacers lose, they go home. So the Hornets, who lost to the Celtics, would play the Wizards. And the winner of that game would go on to the playoffs, and the loser would go to the... So they'd only play one... Would go home. So they'd only play once. So, I mean... Holy cow. Those games are going to be intense. That's going to be awesome. It's a fact. It's been great basketball recently. I've been watching a lot more NBA because there's no foot. Well, there is football, FCS football, the playoffs, JMU, North Dakota State lost, I think. Ooh, okay. And college basketball ended. So there's been a lot more time for the NBA, and it's been some really good basketball. Plus, the Heat have been doing well. And the Wizards are the 10th seed. I mean, how about that? It looks like there's so there's only a couple more games left. Like, these teams are starting to file it up. It's 72-game season. The Sixers have won 44 games. They've lost 21. 
So they've played 65 games, so they only have seven games left. A lot of these teams only have seven, eight games left. So it's getting down to crunch time. Get ready. And there are teams that are on the bubble, especially in the West, of getting in the play-in and not in the East, too. So I, I talked about the East. Let's talk, let's go to the East. So three teams have clinched playoff berths. The Sixers, who are in first. The Nets, who are in second. They're a game behind the Sixers. And the Bucks, who are in third. I saw the Bucks-Nets game. That was a great game. Durant, Giannis. Oh, man. that They're 2-3 right now. And it looks like they'll stay that way. So that could be a great Eastern Conference semifinal series. Oh, man. The Nets and the Bucks. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Those are the three teams in the East that have clinched playoff spots. And so then there's a drop-off to the next three. Four, five, and six. Who get in the playoffs automatically. They don't have to play in the play-in. The Knicks, what? Who? The Knicks are 37 and 28 right now. They are seven games back. They're in the four spot. That's insane. The Hawks are in fifth. They're eight and a half games back. The Hawks, they fired their coach, Lloyd Pierce, and everybody was like, how could you? And then Nate McMillan, who was the former Pacers coach, became their interim. And guess what's been happening to the Pacers? Not so well. Guess what happened to the Hawks? Zoom. Straight up. They've got a ton of talent. And everybody thought they'd be a really good team this year. And they weren't at the beginning. Now they are. Now they're the fifth spot. 36 and 30. And then in six is Miami. The Heat. Oh, they're nine games back. So they're half a game back of that five seed. So they're right there. They, oh, I don't know. Tyler Hero. I don't know what's going on with them. I I haven't seen too many of their games, but they're not in the play-in right now. So that's a good thing. So those are the six teams that if the season ended right now on Tuesday, I don't know what it's going to be Wednesday, then those six teams would be in the playoffs automatically. Now, the four teams, I, well, I said this, the four teams that would be in the play-in. The Celtics are 7 at 10 games back, so they're really close to Miami. Then there's kind of a drop-off. Charlotte is 12 and a half games back at 8, so there's a drop-off there. They're under 500. They're 31 and 33. Let's hope they do so we can hear more of their announcing crew. The Pacers are 13 and a half games back. They're 9th. And the Wizards are a half game back of them at 10. They're 14 games back of the first spot. And then there's a drop-off after that. So it looks like those are going to be the teams that make this thing. Because the Raptors are 17 games back. The Bulls are 18 games back. The Raptors, oh. Probably because they've been playing in Florida and not Toronto. I don't know. But the Cavaliers, the Magic, the Pistons, they're out. <laughs> they have already been eliminated. Bye-bye. So in the East, it looks kind of clear-cut. And the West, it kind of does too. So let's go to the West. So there are two teams right now in the West that are battling out for first. Four teams have clinched playoff spots. So first place is the Jazz. It's been that way. Actually... On Friday, the Suns beat the Jazz, and the Suns took first place for a little bit. I think they were tied, and the Suns had that tiebreaker. The Suns are a half game back right now. Phoenix, my sl- my sleeper team. 
I, they weren't doing well in the beginning either. They didn't co- have a coaching change. But Chris Paul, Devin Book, D-Book. I mean, they're half game back. So the Nuggets are third. They're four games back, so there's a drop-off there. And the Clippers, Clippers are tied with them at four. Clippers are in the four spot right now because of tiebreakers. So those four teams have clinched the playoffs. They are getting in. They're not even getting into the play-in. They're in. So the Lakers are in fifth. They're 10 games back. That's a six-game differential between the four and the five seed. It's the truth. Oh, how about this? So LeBron, LeBron James. So LeBron, I don't know if you've heard this, but the other day they asked him, about the play-in and he said whoever came up with that needs to be fired that's stupid well guess who guess who advocated for the play-in lebron james oh and you know why he said it because they are in fifth and they are a game back they're a game away from being in the playoff the play-in sorry so quit whining that's what mark cuban mark cuban who advocated for the play-in they, the Mavericks are in six. They're ten and a half games back. They're a half game away from the play-in. And Mark Cuban's like, that's just stupid. Like, really? Come on. Shut up. Just shut your mouths. Stupid heads. That made me angry. Sanders rants. Those are five and six. I, I want them both to lose now. I hope they get in a play-in and lose. Oops! The Trailblazers are seventh, so they would be the first play-in team right now. They are 11 games back. So I said they're a game away from the Lakers. They're half a game away from the Mavericks. Oh, they have not gotten significantly hurt by injuries this year, which has allowed them to get into this position that they're in right now. Then there's a drop-off. The Warriors are eight. Oh, that changed. They were nine. The Warriors are in eighth right now in the West. They're 33 and 32. They're 14 games back, so three-game differential between 7 and 8. The Grizzlies are right behind them. They're even. They're 32 and 32 right now. They're at 500. They're 14 and a half games back, half a game back, Golden State. They're right there. And the Spurs, pop, are in 10th. They're a game back of the Grizzlies, so they're all right there. And it looks like the other teams aren't getting in. So the Thunder, the Timberwolves, and the Rockets have all been eliminated. Oh, Goodbye. But the Pelicans are 18 games back. They're two and a half games back at the Spurs, but that loss to Golden State's not going to help them. Zion! Why did Zion have to go to New Orleans? And the Kings are a game and a half back of them. So it's probably only going to be a couple more days before those two get eliminated. So that's, that's our little NBA thing right there. We've got the play-in coming up. I mean, they're playing great basketball right now. You know, LeBron and AD have been injured, so the Lakers have, you know, not done well. But And LeBron's injured again now. Like, they just got him back. But they, in a normal season, they'd be like, oh, okay, well, you know, just go on your way. We're in the playoffs. But this year, they don't want to get in the play-in because if they get in the play-in and they're the seventh seed and they lose a game, then they have to play another game in the play-in. And if they lose that game, they're out. The defending champions in the NBA are out. Overrated. So watch out. Like they have, they're like, we need to get these guys back 
because we're six games back of the four spot. We're a game away from being in the play-in. They're in trouble, the Lakers. Ooh. All right, that's basketball for you. But we haven't talked about this next thing here on the podcast. How about some hockey? I love hockey. Hockey! Hockey, the playoffs are coming too. So, May 19th is when their regular season ends, which is two weeks from Wednesday, and the playoffs begin shortly after. They were supposed to begin on the 11th, the playoffs were, but they had to push it back because they have had a lot more games postponed due to COVID in the NHL than the NBA has. The Canucks in Vancouver, had they had a huge outbreak. They missed like 10 straight games. So, if you haven't focused on the NHL this year, I'm going to give it to you right now. Because the playoffs are coming up, and hockey playoffs are some of the best. Listen up! What a time in sports. This Their playoff system is totally wacky this year. So I'm going to explain that to you too. And they split up divisions. Okay, so the NHL did to- something totally different this year. They split into four new divisions this year, for this year only. Each division has eight teams, except for one that has seven, and that's the North Division. So there's the Central Division, which has teams from the Southeast and the Midwest. There's the East Division, which has the Northeast teams, the West, which has the West Coast, and the North, which has the Canadian teams. That's the seven teams from Canada. So the top four teams... There's eight teams except for seven in the divisions. The top four teams in each division will go to the playoffs. And in the first two rounds of the playoffs, they're actually going to be playing each other in the divisions. So the in the NBA, they've played everybody. Like the West Coast teams have played the East Coast teams. They've traveled everywhere. In hockey, each team has only played in their division. So the Capitals, for instance, are in the East. They're my team. Washington, OV. So the Capitals are tied for first right now in the East. They have only played the Penguins, the Bruins, the Islanders, the Rangers, the Flyers, the Devils, and Sabres. Those are the only seven teams they've played this year because those are the only teams in their division. They haven't played the Lightning, who won the Stanley Cup last year, or the Blackhawks, or the Maple Leafs, or the Golden Knights. They haven't played any of those teams this year. So that, you know, that's gonna... Holy cow. So... Top four teams from each division go to the playoffs. And then the divisions are going to play each other in the first two rounds. And then the winners of the division playoffs, I guess, the first two rounds, advance to the semifinals where the teams are reseeded. Huh. Those are the Stanley Cup semifinals. And the winners of those two series will move on to the Stanley Cup final, which is in July. Seven game series. I mean, that re, how do, I don't even know how they're going to reseed them. That's just, okay. But how are all the teams doing? Well, I told you the Capitals are, okay. <laughs> they're rolling. But there are, because the playoffs are super close, there have been a bunch of teams that have already clinched spots. So in the Central Division, the Central Division has Chicago, Detroit, Dallas, Florida, Tampa, Carolina, Nashville, Columbus. The Southeast and the Midwest. So, in the Central Division, so the, if you didn't know, the NHL does their standings by points. And so, if you win a game, 
in the NHL, you get two points. If you lose a game, you get zero. But if you go to overtime and you lose a game, you get one point. I mean, how about that? Maybe I should do something like that. So, <laughs> How about that? The Hurricanes from Carolina, the Panthers from Florida, and the Lightning from Tampa Bay have... Those three teams have clinched playoff spots in the Central Division. The Lightning were in the state. They won the Stanley Cup final last year. And who did they play? The Dallas Stars, who are also in the Central Division. But they have not clinched a playoff spot. So it's the Stars and the Nashville Predators, who were in the final a couple years ago. I remember that, P.K. Subban. They are fighting for that last playoff spot. There's a four-point differential between those two. And the teams that have been eliminated are the Blackhawks from Chicago, the Red Wings from Detroit, and the Blue Jackets from Columbus. Oh, poor them. So, there's the Central Division. And the East, my favorite division. These are the Northeast teams. Guess who's tied for first? Guess who's tied for first? Washington. And actually, Washington is tied for first with Pittsburgh, the Penguins, who I hate. And Washington has played one less game than the Penguins. So they have it. Mm, they have that advantage right there. They both have 71 points. So all, all the seeds in the East have been clinched. The Capitals and the Penguins. And then the Bruins and the Islanders. New York. The Boston. All those four teams have clinched spots in the East. So we know. But seeding is going to be important because the one seed is going to play the four seed. And the two seed is going to play the three seed in that first round of the playoffs in those divisions. So seeding's extremely important. And the Bruins are only three points back of the top two teams, and the Islanders are only a game point back of them. So it's anybody's game right now in the East because we've still got a couple more games to play. The Bruins have played less games than the Capitals. In the North, the North only involves Canadian teams, and they did that because of the travel restrictions. That's why Toronto, the Raptors, are playing in Tampa. And the Blue Jays are not playing in Toronto, I don't think. They might be, I don't know, baseball. We haven't talked about baseball at all. We will, I promise, once it gets exciting. The Nationals doing well. I think they're tied for first in the, whatever, the NL East. I mean, they're 500 right now. These are not Sanders facts. In the North, two teams have clinched playoff spots. The Toronto Maple Leafs, who are eight points ahead of the other team, the Edmonton Oilers. The Oilers. And there are four teams fighting for the last two spots. The Jets from Winnipeg. The Flames from Calgary. The Canadians from Montreal. And the Canucks from Vancouver. The Canucks have played four fewer games than the Oilers have, who, are the, who have played the second least amount of games in the North Division. And I said, because of all those that COVID stuff that they happened. And the Senators from Ottawa have been eliminated. Oh, Ottawa! Poor things. Watch it, buddy! So, that's the North. And the West. All these, they gave these um, division sponsors, too. I haven't seen, I've even seen that. It's like the Discover Central, the Mass Mutual East. I don't remember these. So, in the West, the Golden Knights... Vegas, who was in the final, in their first year as a franchise, they made the final. But we beat them. The Capitals. We beat them. 
But the Golden Knights are in first in the West Division right now. They've clinched the playoff spot. So have the Avalanche from Colorado and the Wild from Minnesota. All those three teams have clinched playoff spots. Then there's a huge drop-off. The Wild, the there are 15 points separating the Wild and the Blues. The Wild have 70 points. The St. Louis Blues have 55 points, who are in fourth. I mean, wow. So, the St. Louis Blues are fighting for that fourth spot, along with the Los Angeles Kings and the Arizona Coyotes. Not Coyotes. Varsity Blues. The Coyotes. You're a liar! And the two teams that have been eliminated, the Sharks from San Jose and the Ducks from Anaheim. The Ducks. The Mighty Ducks. They have 39 points, which is second lowest in the entire league. Buffalo has 35. So eh, they're not very mighty this year. But Xander's facts. There's the NHL. Hockey playoffs are amazing. I haven't been to a hockey game, actually. But I've heard they are very exciting. And they just started letting fans into the Capitals games again. So, I mean, he's going to take <laughs> Hockey playoffs are fun to watch on tv hockey games are fun to watch anyway because baseball they stand there for three hours and sometimes they hit the ball and there's a minute between each pitch and some games last 10 hours they need to figure out the extra innings rule like ugh, hockey they're going at it back and forth the whole time i saw a game last night some guy dragged Another guy by the hair. It was actually pretty bad, but it was amazing to watch. Yikes! So, that's the NHL. That's sports. Let's get to this uh, news thing that's been going on. So last week, I forgot to mention last week uh, that uh, Biden was going to speak to the nation before Congress. Like, I forgot to tell everybody. But I'm telling you now, so hopefully you watched. Biden had his first big address the Congress. It was not the State of the Union. They had to make that very clear. Because in the first year of the president's term, it's not the State of the Union. It's a fact. But it was pretty cool. Because it was the first time that two women were sitting up there beside the president. Uh, and behind the president. I mean, the Vice President Kamala Harris. The Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. Nancy! Yes. It was pretty cool. And the big takeaway that I have, I'll just give you one, is that the era of big government is back. <laughs> big, it's back. Unlike what Bill Clinton said, remember, in 1996, he said, big government, it, the ad era is over. Well, now apparently it's back because there's been three major bills that have been proposed. One of them's passed. Congress passed the $1.9 trillion COVID relief bill, which we talked about. And right now, there is a $2.3 trillion infrastructure bill that's been proposed. And I said we're going to detail that. We will. Don't worry. Fight me. And a new, brand new, $2 trillion American Families Plan that's been proposed. I mean, we got to get into that too. That's six. That's like $6 trillion right there. That's more than, well... How are they going to pay for it? Raise taxes. Republicans don't like that. Even though, golly, they're talking about how terrible woke corporations are. And then they say, we don't want to raise your taxes. Oh, okay, cool. I mean, you know how much Amazon pays in taxes? 
If any, not a lot. I don't even know. Might be zero. I'm not sure. On Tuesday this week, moving on, Biden set a new goal for the fight against the coronavirus. COVID-rona. So, on Tuesday, this is as of Tuesday, there have been 147 million Americans, or about 56% of the adult population, that has received at least one dose of the COVID vaccine. I am one of them. How about that? And actually, oh my gosh, tomorrow, as you're listening to this, you might be listening to this while I am at the place where I am getting my second COVID shot. That's tomorrow. Xander's facts fully inoculated. Yep. I mean, that's going to be, that's going to feel pretty cool. Well, I guess it takes a couple weeks to actually get you to, but getting that second shot. So there have been 105 million Americans who have been fully vaccinated. And how about this news that I saw? Pfizer is going to request that the FDA approve their plan to make their vaccine eligible for 12 to 15-year-olds more. And then if you are ages 2 through 11, they're going to try to get you the vaccine by September. I mean, everybody's going to be vaccinated. It's going to be amazing. Well, unless you're stupid. So (laughs) that's what you are. Biden's new goal is to have 70% of Americans get their at least their first dose by July 4th. Big day, July 4th, Independence Day. So that would require about another 35 million adults to get their first dose of the vaccine. So right now we're on a pace of about 182,000 people getting their first dose every day. And so if we kept up at that rate, we would get to the goal of about 70% of Americans getting their first dose by July 4th by the second week of June. However, according to the trends, we're not going to keep up that rate because over the last few weeks, demand has peaked. And so the vaccination rates are starting to go down just a little bit. Nothing that we might have to panic, but... Just a little bit. Morning, morning. So, well, actually, it's probably going to be okay because it's not going to go down too terribly bad. And if we keep at a pace of about 570,000 shots per day over the next two months, then we'll get there. So the goal is 100%, but there, some people are stupid and they won't get it. So that's probably not going to happen unless we force them. We should just jab them. No, don't do that. Xander's not promoting violence. Cool. That that seems like a reasonable. He also said he wanted 160 Americans, 160 million Americans to be fully vaccinated by July 4th. And so that would increase from 105 million right now is what I said. That, that might be a bigger goal because people, apparently people are skipping out on their second shot. Like, bro. You need both shots or else you're going to get the Rona and you're going to die. Well, you might not die, but it you need both shots to have for the vaccine to fully protect you the way it can. Uh, just another thing that's in the news. I wanted to talk about our girl. Oh, Cheney. We talked about her the other day. Well, a couple weeks ago when I wasn't being very nice to her. And I she's I don't know. 
Share policies are very bad for everyone. But that's a fact. No one likes her right now. Well, Republicans don't. Because once again, this week, she doubled down her comments. Very controversial comments here. When she said the 2020 election was not stolen, people, it was not. Very controversial. She tweeted this on Monday from her Twitter. The 2020 presidential election was not stolen. Oh, sorry, quote. Anyone who claims it was is spreading, in all caps, THE BIG LIE, turning their back on the rule of law and poisoning our democratic system. Unquote. Whoa. Slow down, girl. I mean, Slow down there. Well, that's something big. I mean, how could you say that? <laughs> but a lot of people are mad at her. Republicans. Sorry. Well, I don't know. Many Republicans do not like this because they like DB. And they are getting angry at her. Kevin McCarthy, who starts his name with a Q... It got caught on a hype mic saying he's done with her. And then he went on Fox, which is not news, and said, I don't like Well, he didn't say that, but he just said, you know, she's not doing. The thing is, they're saying she's not uniting the party. Because apparently, to unite the Republicans, you have to say, Trump won! Oh, hell, Trump! That's That's what unites them. So apparently, if you don't say that, you're evil. And you can't be a Republican anymore. So now there's a lot of reports coming out that saying her days, because she's the third-ranked Republican in the House right now, a lot of reports that are coming out that saying her days as the third-ranked Republican in the House are numbered. They're done. Because apparently they have set up another vote to attempt to remove her from this position next week. Now, she survived a similar vote earlier this year when after she voted to impeach— and she passed easily because it was secret. We don't know how the people voted. We don't know how the members of Republican caucus voted. You know, uh, Cheney. I don't know. Cheney's like, you know, Democrats don't like her because she is very conservative. Republicans apparently don't like her anymore. She's on a boat of her own, like Romney. Oh, Mitt. He got, okay, new segment here. We're going to start a new segment here on Zaters Facts Podcast to lighten up the mood because it is too dark. We talk about too many depressing things, like Aaron Rodgers getting mad and DB. So, we're starting a new segment this week called Funniest Thing I Saw This Week. I saw, because that just reminded me of another thing that made me laugh, was Mitt Romney going up in front of the Republican Party in Utah, and he got booed. He's like, does this make you feel good? Why are you booing me? You know, he got it. He is. <laughs> that was pretty funny. But a funnier thing that I saw last week. Oh, no. DB. If you don't know who DB is, Donnie Boy. If you don't know who Donnie Boy is, I'm sorry. Well, actually, I'm happy for you. But <laughs> there was a video that surfaced last late last week of DB crashing a wedding at Mar-a-Lago. Now, apparently he's done this multiple times. But the video is just... Oh! It's funny. But then it's like... Well, it's he actually believes the stuff he's saying, so it's actually not funny. But it is because he goes out there in front of a wedding at Mar-a-Lago where he lives. Apparently he lives with these people. 
he goes up there and he stands up there like a stick figure like his arms do not move from his sides and he it's, he moves very weird he just ugh and he st- <laughs> he stands up there in front of a wedding and goes what a beautiful wedding i mean he started ranting about the election at a wedding there were tens of people there it was a massive crowd tens of people like he said he won he started you know blabbering at a wedding about they're finding votes in georgia in arizona in michigan he said they found a ton of new votes in new hampshire what is he talking about no 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 (laughs) not okay well i have to warn you before if you haven't seen the video trigger warning because i know people get triggered at the orange the presence of the orangeness so (laughs) just you know if you're like that chill but it's pretty it's a oh gosh i laughed i mean it's just so this is a family-friendly podcast so i won't say what i want to say but i mean just give me a break that's i guess that's funny funniest thing i saw this week if you all see anything funny let me know xander's facts on the socials and the phone i don't know text it to me so (laughs) that is episode 14 of the xander's facts podcast we're all done holy cow that was a long podcast we had a ton of to get to though we talked about hockey basketball football politics we haven't talked about that in a little bit a lot hasn't been going on because you know who who i just talked about hasn't been in the news lately so (laughs) that's it that's all i don't know what we're gonna talk about next week though we'll see sanders facts we always talk about something cool so remember if you want to help the sanders facts podcast then follow it it's not subscribe anymore it's follow download rate review follow twitter facebook instagram and spread the word xander's facts podcast number one podcast in the world for everything including facts factual i said i'd beat mel kuyper i beat mel kuyper i said baylor would win the national championship they did i say the suns are going i said the suns are going to be sneak team and the west they are they're second right now so factual zaders facts all right <laughs> there we go that's it episode 14 of the zaders facts podcast is officially in the books all right thank you all for listening we'll see you all next week That was rough.